Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? But notice it doesn't say even that they're caught up in horrible sin. It just says the cares of this life. Things that aren't eternal. Things that are carnal. Things that are fleshly. Things that are here. You know, money, finances, all these things. They're just caught up in all these things. And they get caught up in all these worldly things. And they get their eyes off Jesus. They get eyes off their king. They get eyes off of eternal things. And they start looking downward. They start looking at the earth and everything around them. You know, I, I've told you one of my greatest pet peeves is when I used to hear preachers say, don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And that's how he talked. So that's how I always use that impression. He, he's gone home to be with the Lord. He's a believer. But, you know, don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And I'm all, I was, it always rubbed me wrong because I was like, wait, who was the most heavenly minded person who ever walked the earth? Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, God with us. Was he any earthly good? Yeah, he saved us from hell. And so... We need to keep that in mind. We need to keep our eyes heavenward, especially in these days. But you know, it's hardest for us in a place like America. We've been so blessed because of our foundations, because of our protection of Israel, because of, of how we started. But because of that comfort, it's a trap. Be careful. We have to be careful. There are people in Scripture that are going to be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you know what that means? They're going to be people. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we read this, verses 14 and 15. It says, If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. You understand what this is saying? It's saying some people have enough salvation. They have, they're born again. They believe the gospel. They're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not of themselves. They're saved. But they have nothing to show for it. They have nothing to show for. Now, you need to understand something. When we as Christians die, we are not going to stand before the great white throne of judgment. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we will not answer for our sins because they've been taken away through the cross. And th I want you to think about this. When did Jesus die on the cross? In time. About 2,000 years ago, right? You weren't even born yet. So when he died on the cross, he died for every one of your sins, past, present, and future. That's the beautiful News of the gospel. That's why it's such good news. You were destined for hell, but he saved you. And all you have to do is receive that free gift. And it's a beautiful thing. But you and I as believers, we will not be judged according to our sins. <laughs> we will not stand in front of the white throne judgment of God the Father and be judged according to our sins. It's a beautiful and a wonderful thing and we can celebrate. You know, I heard a vision of this guy. And I don't know if the vision is true or the dream was true, but there's truth in it. And so I want to share it with you. Years ago, I heard this story of a man who had a dream or a vision where he entered heaven and he said he saw the Lord standing before him, such, emanating such love, such light. He couldn't, he couldn't stand in his presence. None of us could. 
And he fell to his knees sobbing. And he said, he cried out to the Lord, Oh, Lord, get away from me. I'm so unclean. Forgive me of all of my sin. Please, Lord, forgive me. Get away from me. Forgive me of all of my sin. He said that's all he could think about. But he said the Lord walked up to him tenderly and touched him and simply said, What sin? That impacted me because that's the gospel. That's the gospel, guys. You will not, if as a believer, a true believer in Jesus Christ, you will not be judged according to your sin. But do you know you will stand in front of Christ and give an account? It's called the Bema Seat of Christ. You will give an account for every work you did for Him in His kingdom. And He will test it all with fire. And whatever you did for Him, whatever you truly did for Him, will remain and you'll be rewarded. But anything you did for self or anything that lacked will be burnt up and you will suffer loss. Guys, we don't understand the significance of that loss. We can't. Not this side of heaven. You know, some people say, I just want to be the janitor in heaven. I'm happy if I get in. You won't think that when you get there because you will be standing in front of your king. And don't you want to make him proud? After everything he's done for you, don't you want to be one that he says, well done. I don't want to be one of those who shrink away at his coming in shame, as the scripture tells us. I want to stand in front of him and him welcome me in and I want him to be proud of me and of the works I've done for him, not self. But how many are going to enter the kingdom with nothing but salvation and nothing to show for it because they lived carnally, because they lived fleshly, because they were so into this world that they didn't get their eyes on his kingdom? You know, I think about all the examples in Scripture. Wednesday night I was thinking about this because we're going through the Old Testament we're, and we're, uh, Doug was doing an awesome job and he was teaching about Lot. You know, and I always say, Lot did a lot wrong, you know. And, and yet Second Peter tells us and calls him righteous Lot. He's still saved. And yet he was so carnal. But how much more could he have done? How much more? Not only that, but you know, in 1 Corinthians, we read this story of a man who's the church is accepted and they just accept him in a sin, his lifestyle, because he's, he's having sexual relations with his stepmother and the church is approving of it and just welcoming in and not saying anything. Go read it. See, the Bible has some stuff in it. <laughs> Have you ever read? You know, the Bible has some stuff in it. Um, but that's what I love. Words and all. The Bible tells us the truth. But in 1 Corinthians... That's what we read. And Paul rebukes the church. He says, you've got to kick him out. He's polluting the church. You can't accept this stuff. And why? Paul tells him, so that guess what? So that he would die, his flesh would be killed, but his soul would still be saved. Do you understand that? That's a carnal Christian. That's the power of the gospel. You could still be saved and live like that. But why would you want to? But 1 Corinthians 5, verse 4 and 5 says this. Paul rebukes him. He says, In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Turn him over to die because he's no earthly good. He's better off in heaven on earth because he's bringing the name of the Lord into the mud. I would hate that to be said of any of us. Be careful what you hold on to. Be careful what you dive into. Be careful of what you approve of in your own life. Wouldn't it be a horrible thing to, to enter heaven and realize that God took you home because you were worthless on earth? That you were better off in heaven? He didn't want you to bring his name into the mud? That's heartbreaking. That's a hard message, though, when you really think about it. But it's true. And I think it's a huge warning to all of us. 
Think of how much you and I have already squandered in our lives. All of us have. But don't you want to finish well? Here's the good news, though. If you find yourself in this condition today, if you're somebody who you know you have sin in your life, you love the Lord, you're saved. Most of your works are selfish, though. It's really about you, or you're too carnally minded, you're too earthly minded. If this is you today, know this. I have often said this. If you still have breath in you, there's hope. Scripture gives us hope. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, it says this, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Some are able to be used for the master. Some are earthly. Did you notice that? Wood and earth. Those are earthly things. They're carnally focused. They're focused on the things of this earth. Their foundations are in this world. This is speaking of those in the same great house. Vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. But here's the thing. It gives us the solution in the very next verse. Verse 21 says this. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. You see, if you still have breath in you, you can still get cleaned up. You can't do it on your own. The only way you and I get cleaned up is through the power of Jesus Christ. Through His Spirit, submitting to Him, yielding to Him, yielding to Him and letting Him have His way. Guess what? There's hope. No matter what you're struggling with today, there's hope. You can still be used for the Master's use. But again, don't we want to be those who are used for, for His purpose and for His kingdom and not our own? You know, He's given us everything that we need in this life to live godly. His Spirit alone that dwells in us. We are told in the Scripture in Romans 8, that we are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. For the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, but your spirit's in life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through the Spirit that dwells in you. We're told that in the Scripture. In Him, we have the promise of eternal life. In Him, we have the promise of an effective life. If only we would yield. If only we would be that last soil, the good ground. Look at verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. This is overwhelming growth. This is supernatural growth. It can only happen through the power of Jesus Christ. A life submitted, though, he tells us you could produce 30, 60, 100 times. What does that mean? I have no idea. I just want that, <laughs> you know? You have the choice if you're still alive. Do you understand? You have the choice of which soil you want to be. You know, the overcoming Christian life is what's displayed here. It's a stark contrast between the carnal Christian life. The overcoming Christian life. And what we have to do is we, have to, we still have to do weeding. You know, if you've ever grown a garden, oh man, this year, I don't know about you, my garden had so many weeds because I just didn't take care of it. You know, I was able to take care of some of it. But if you don't take care of the weeds, they'll take care of you. You know what I mean? And so we have to. The Christian life is not just something we coast. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.